Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Um, so this was your pick. Um, this is, is, is this a one click author for you? Um, I am not as up as current as I want to be with Jessica Prince, but I enjoy, I do enjoy her books. Like I tend to kind of save them up and do a binge read of series. Okay. So I, get I, I guess it's a one click in a bingey kind of way. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Bombshell by Jessica Prince. This is book one in her Whiskey Dolls series. This is a spinoff from the author's Hope Valley series. I have not read Hope Valley at all. I went into this reading just Bombshell. And actually, this is my first Jessica Prince book. Um, but you've read Hope Valley. And I'm going to go back I've, and read Hope Valley now. I have read through all of Hope Valley. I finished that series um, before I read this. And I've read one, two, three, at least four complete series from her. Okay. So okay. I'm well versed in her canon. There we go. Um, <laughs> read us the synopsis from Goodreads. He hated me first, so I figured it was only fair I hate this stupid, sexy jerk back. After ending the world's worst relationship, Marion Gray had sworn off men, so it was rather inconvenient she couldn't seem to keep her eyes and thoughts off the Ice King himself, Pierce Walton, also known as her ex-boyfriend's older, much hotter brother. He was cold, callous, and rude. He was also the most gorgeous man she'd ever laid eyes on, which made the fact that he hated her from from first sight, all the more unfair. When circumstances dictate, they put their swords away so Marion can help Pierce take care of his son. The ice cold hate suddenly turns into something much hotter. And if they aren't careful, they could both be burned alive. So the release date on this is May 10th of 2021. This is a small town, Forbidden Brothers X, uh, single dad, close proximity. She is a dancer at a burlesque show. So I actually looked this up on the internet. This is considered a sex worker. Um, it falls into the same uh, category as like a stripper, even though she doesn't do nudity. Uh, this is a slow burn. He is a widower. And this is absolutely lust at first sight. Yes. Uh, so the series is The Whiskey Dolls. This is an interconnected standalone. Uh, put out percentage was 62%. Content warnings. There is mention of past domestic violence, death of a spouse by cancer, and a sibling with um, addiction issues. Well, I guess it's not really addiction, is it? Just he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's dual point of view throughout the book. Did you listen to this or read this? I read this one. Okay, same here. Um, Okay, so let's get into this. Um, lust at first sight. But how can you have lust at first sight? That's a slow burn. Like, there's some different feels in this book. Well, I it, for sure, the, I think the lust at first sight comes into play with the whole forbidden romance, which I think then makes it that slow burn because it's like, 
we shouldn't like that dynamic of we should we shouldn't am I the only one feeling this but then you have that layer of enemies to lovers um and I also think the story yes it's billed as enemies to lovers but I don't love that label for this book because it's it's not it leans more heavily into the forbidden because it's his brother's I mean, there's an adversarial type relationship. So I think we could do adversaries to lovers, but they're not really enemies. They don't, it's not really, they don't hate each other. Well, and and it happens in the beginning of the book when the first time Pierce meets her, that he's completely infatuated. It's the first time he's ever had a reaction to a woman after um, the death of his wife. And then it's like a cold ice bucket of water when he realizes it's his brother's girlfriend. And then that makes him very cold and callous to her. Yeah. So I get from her perspective in the beginning, because he doesn't explain himself that where that enemies falls into play. Um, but once we get later on into the story, I mean, it's, it's really not. <laughs> no. Um, so I... I really liked Marin to a point. I felt a little bit like she was a little bit of a doormat and I wanted her to get a little bit more of a backbone. One of <laughs> one of the things that and I and I know this because I read the Hope Valley series and part of her story where she breaks free from her horrible ex is in the Hope Valley book playing for keeps somebody else's story but that heroine helps her break away after he's beaten her break away it and there's a small mention it mention of it in this book it's almost like that part of the story needed to be a prologue because it really helps you set her up for her breaking away and getting regaining her freedom and regaining her strength. Yeah, so I, I think that was a miss in this. I think that would have given me more insight to her personality because I even look. So there's this other side relationship between her and her sister and her sister. And then her sister's marriage and it plays a bit of a dynamic into this story, but also into her relationship with Pierce And she, I wish that she had just, especially her brother-in-law, kind of shaken him a little more or a little sooner. Um, Because you could feel that there was almost this internal strength, but she just wasn't letting it out. Yeah. Like Like it kept hitting a wall. But given her past and her history, had I known how extensive because it was kind of glossed over the abuse like we didn't it really was it really was um and so i think that would help the reader in this story especially if you're reading this as a standalone um, or not having the backstory from it um it would have really helped i agree um pierce single dad devoted dad Mm -hmm. devoted um he is really good with boundaries. And I found that kind of swoony because his terrible brother, who is Marin's abuser, shows up 
wants money from him. And he doesn't know this for most of the book. No, no. He, he does doesn't... not know. He just knows his brother's a jerk, a like, and his mother, their mother always kind of defends the brother. Um, yeah. That baby, the baby of the family kind of gets away with everything. Well, but he even puts boundaries with his mother. He was yeah. like, nope. We're not doing this. We're not talking about him. I'm not helping him out. I'm not giving him any more chances. And I like that he had boundaries. And then it does play into his relationship with Marin and defending her. Yeah. And that made me, he was pretty dynamic in that piece of the book. Like, I felt like that was, it's not something we always see, um, healthy boundaries and living by healthy boundaries and so that was just really well done in this whole story i think it also plays into the fact that he's a single father and after losing his wife he really he had to make that separation for him and his son um because he knew he didn't want that in his son's life so So one of i i want to go back to the whole sister thing because there's um marin's sister's struggles has some challenges in her relationship so like one of the things I loved about this book is that these sisters are close and they help each other they help like in the beginning it's about um her sister's struggles and yeah it takes a while for her to kind of go shake her brother-in-law because she loves him and helps get him back on track and see what he's an idiot he's being not in a bad way just like just like okay by not making a a decision you are not acknowledging something you are permitting it like so kind of get your act together or you're going to lose your wife um and then the roles reverse in the second half of the book and she helps you know then she helps the other way yeah Uh, and the sister kind of gets Pierce back on track. Well, and their sibling relationships are very different. Pierce and his siblings, it's not a healthy relationship, so he has boundaries. Marin and her sibling, they have a really great dynamic sisterhood, you know, sister relationship and are supportive and kind and encouraging. And that was a great way to show contrast in this story, you know between their two and their relationships because you even get the idea Pierce has a very small social circle. Like he doesn't have anyone uh, with the babysitter is moving and he doesn't have anyone to watch his son and he doesn't really want to keep asking his mom because it, you know, creates some, she's not the best either. She complains about watching her grandson too. Um, So there's a piece in this book that I just thought was hilarious and it's not something that often happens. So neither one of these two can cook and that's actually how they have their re- We're going to talk about this. That's how they have their re-meet cute, like as now that she's broken off with the brother and, you know, in her single life, they are taking a cooking class for one from like- Isn't it like a couple's or does it turn into a couple's- cooking class it or like turns, beginners cooking. It, like it's beginners cooking it's it's a singles cooking class it's four oh, individuals right, and it's first of all the lady that's the instructor is this like pinterest mom 
cooking blogger. Oh, like, you just wanted to punch her in the face because all she talks about are her great kids and all of this. And how everything shiny. is like, shut up. Well, there's this super sassy old lady in the class that like shuts her down. She's like. Like, we get it. So-and-so. I forget what her name is. We get it. You've got the most amazing family ever, but we're single. So just shut it. Yes. He just had a cook. <laughs> but I know, Marin, that was one of my like favorite parts of this book too. <laughs> Marin and Pierce cannot cook to save their lives. Like chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese um seem to be the limit to their and ordering takeout, <laughs> their culinary skills. And there's and when she's watching the sun and sometimes she'll stay over for dinner. Like, do you want to stay for dinner? And there's like this banter of I'm ordering food. I'm not cooking. <laughs> Even the son, Eli, gives his dad shit about cooking. They all do. It's so funny. It was so great because... Oh, Miss Weatherby is her name. No, no, no. Miss Weatherby is the other woman that I love. Who is Miss Weatherby? She oh, the neighbor the with the tea parties. The or tea the parties. afternoon teas. Yes. The lemonade. The lemonade. lemonade. Yes. Um, so Miss Weatherby lives in the same building where Marin lives, and she was in Hope because it's a spinoff. It's the same town as it's in Hope Valley. So part of she's an old woman who sometimes mistakes salt for sugar when she makes lemonade. Yeah, and they have to suffer and drink it, and they have to suffer. But she gives some of the best advice. She. It, I, I did enjoy those pieces. And it also gave us some insight into Marin that I think we needed. Yeah. Um, you know, because like I said, th- she definitely had this protective force about her that made it a little harder for her to open up. So her conversations with her girlfriends, her conversations with Pierce himself were a little stunted. So when you had her sister or Miss Weatherby, in the conversation, we got some better glimpses of who she is as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that this book has some really big emotions and really big feels without being overly angsty. Sometimes yeah. to get a really good emotional romance, we get lots of angst and lots of push and pull. This didn't have that. No, and I think that's pretty classic to Jessica Prince's style. Um, you get the big emotions um, in in the Hope Valley series. All the heroes um, and some of the heroines are either part of um, the local police or, or like a detective police or they're part of the security force that's started within there. Um but so there's a little bit of an adventure there's big feelings but it's not to the extremes so you can get a little taste of it if you are ever curious on um wanting to go that path on what that looks like um and so you can you you know it's a it's a safe read it's going to be an enjoyable read it's a safe read you're you'll have funny moments you'll have serious moments you'll have the passionate moments um and that's what I enjoy about her books because you, once you've kind of are familiar with her style, you know the feels that you're going to get, um, which I really enjoy. And she's really great at small town romance and building 
um, the, the world of the small town. And so I'm glad that there's, I personally like that there's spinoffs of Hope Valley because there's such great elements of Hope Valley. The bakery, you know, the bakery and coffee shop where they go, the diner, which is, there's some great scenes in the diner. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's always on that list of like, okay, if this was really a small town, I would be there in a heartbeat. You'd move. Yeah. I, or at least go visit it and vacation it. <laughs> I felt like, so we read a lot of small town around here. Obviously we did a whole Turp Talk episode about small town. I really, though, felt that the way she develops these characters and kind of this found family element to it, the writing style was very similar to what we get with Carrie and Ryan in the Montgomery family series. But those all take place in bigger cities like Boulder, Colorado and Denver. Mm -hmm. And but it's this tight knit group that is there for you in the end that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, laying down whatever they have going on to help build you up. Um, And so like, I, I liked the feels of this book and I liked the emotions in this book. I liked that it wasn't so much. I liked that it wasn't overly Mm -hmm. angsty. Yeah. Um, And so it's definitely one that I can see myself going back and binging this Hope Valley series and getting to know this town because. um, It just layers every book layers on top of the other. I think there's, um, you know, you find your favorite characters and ones that you definitely gravitate towards more, but it's that series that you never want to end because you don't want to leave. Like, it doesn't have the extreme standouts because they're all, they're all so equally matched. Yeah. Um, but I like that. And I like that, you know, you go into it and you know what the author is going to write without it being mm-hmm. formula. You know, you know, you're going to get some big feels. There's not going to be a lot of... And Chaos. the stories are different. The stories are, they each have their own personality. You know, I think the whole Valley series is yeah. 11, 12 books. That's, I, I, I'm in for a big series. <laughs> so one of the things that frustrated me a little bit in this series, and I, in this book in particular, it reads great as a standalone. Like I said, great as a standalone. I just mm-hmm. wish I had more of Marin's backstory. I think that would have helped a little bit in understanding. But I wanted more of the burlesque club. Like she was so hardly ever there. It was just slightly mentioned. No one has any issues with it, which is great, which is great. And he goes and he watches her perform and he is, he is in it and he is enthralled. And, but outside of that one scene and a couple scenes, she gets ready. We have no understanding of the dynamic of this burlesque club. And I wanted that. And I think that's a huge kind of um, another miss, because like, I know it. I know the backstory of this club because I've read Hope Valley. I mean, this club originally started as a strip club, the the Pink Flamingo, and um, and some like bad mafia people took it over, and they like you know there was a whole security thing, and they were like kidnapping people and. Um, they got rid of the bad guys and then the the, the um, woman who took it over and her boyfriend who was the head or one of the bodyguards turned it into a burlesque club so it was a more positive like woman positive experience yeah um yeah and you just don't get some of that 
um, you do get the the relationship between the performers because the performers are all like friends and supportive and there's a couple great scenes in the book but I would agree it needed more of especially as the first book in the whiskey doll series it needed more whiskey doll yeah I needed elements. to know more about this club because honestly like I didn't look to see what book two's blurb out book three just came out I am not even sure who book two or book three is about. I didn't go read those blurbs because I'm not as invest. I just wanted to be, I wanted more investment in the club that's Mm -hmm. pulling me back into it. Um, You know, is, is there a bartender that's kind of funny and quirky? There was the one waitress's scene, but she was just, you know, you know, just. It was a, a small scene. Yeah, it was small. It just wasn't what I wanted. Um, so I that was a little like urgh, I wanted more. So <laughs> anyway, that's where I was at at that. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about in the book? I think we got it all. I do. Um, I think all my big highlights. This was a really great read, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and so you know, read. Read Bombshell. Go pick it up. Go pick it up. Jump into Hope Valley. (laughs) So uh, do you have a book you think we should review for A Quick Shot of Romance? Send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. And also, if you would like more short reviews on books that we are currently reading, join us over on patreon.com for Buzzing After Darks and Should We Read It? I just recorded a Buzzing After Dark before you and I hopped on for this about this super sexy secret boardroom society. Anyway, super sexy. Anyway, thanks Carolina for joining me (laughs) for this episode. You know, we're changing things a little bit and I didn't, you know, I just didn't work on the transition very well. I didn't, I should have wrote this transition (laughs) down a little better, but you know, we'll let it slide. It's awkward us. So this is what you get, right? (laughs) Yep. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Thanks. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 